Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Saucy Boys. Yes. I go by the name of Chaku. Michael Stokes, baby. And we are back. New week, new drink. New Drizzy. No, no, no. New Bevy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, a little bit of a mishap. Sorry. Thought this last episode would fall at the beginning of April. Now, I'm actually bullshitting. I looked up this <laughs> beverage thinking... And Google told me that it was female owned. And then after I like bought the beverage and sat down and like looked it up even further to do my research, it ended up not being female owned. So sorry about that. We did our best. We we rep we represented all month long, but to end this month and fuck it, this episode probably won't be out till the beginning of April anyways. We are going to be drinking Blackland. Texas pecan brown sugar bourbon. Hey. Now we have tried one of uh, brown sugar bourbon before. That was Jamie Foxx's version. Um, this one is made and distilled up in Fort Worth, so it is Texas owned. Let me see what else we got. It says this is a small batch bourbon. It's perfectly balanced with gentle but identif- identifiable pecan taste on the front palate. A mouth of just sweet enough sugar bourbon. As dominant is uh, characteristic and a smooth finish that leaves you wanting more of this more wanting one more sip. Sorry, I can't read no more. Uh, <laughs> we love it on ice or mixed in any bourbon cocktail that speaks to you. To us, well, for us tonight, because I was extremely lazy, we are only going to be sipping it on ice. So we'll be able to give you a really detailed uh, um, review of what we think about it. So it's been one of those days where I've like. I feel super, like, laxed and, like, slow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking <laughs> about being burnt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we, we just, I don't know. It's just, like, you said, like, you feel like you're stuck in a loop. Side note, I watched uh, Looper the other day for, like, the first time in a while. Great movie. Still love that movie. Um, but, yeah, you feel like you're stuck in a loop. And you don't, you want to, like, spice things up. You know, like, add some type of element into yeah. it that can change it up I that mean, can make you feel more creative just like a break away from like the monotonous day-to-day activities it's like you wake up you you know go to work get off work go to sleep type shit i, I mean, feel like there's a lot of things in between then but tell me this does it feel like your days are going by fast faster or is it just me Nah, they really do feel like they're going by quick like, like I, quick as shit. some moments drag but like, this month went by so fucking fast. Yes. Like, that's what I was thinking the other day. I was like, holy fuck. It's in, like, one week is going to be one month that I was... Uh, it's going to be about one month since I was in Chicago. Yeah. And that feels like just yesterday I was there. It's funny because I was talking to somebody last week when I was playing at um, uh, Blue Box. Let me get a little ASMR. We'll get that. Ooh. Um, no, I was talking to somebody last week about... Uh, there was a guy at Blue Box that I was talking to, and he was saying that he's from Chicago. He was just in San Antonio for, like, the weekend. That's a lot. And uh, I was like, yeah, like, I have a friend. He was just in Chicago. But I was saying it like he was just there, like, last week. But it was already, like, Wrong. Three, like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. So, uh, man, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, the time's been going by really quick. And then that, too, like, summer's coming up. And it's just like getting in the swing of, you know, all the things, you know, summer, like whether you're going to like take trips this summer and yeah. do all that shit or. Are you taking trips this summer or no? Man, I want to. Um, I think I might do one. 
but I think most of the trips that I'm going to take are just going to be mostly like work based. Yeah. So it's not really like a, a vacation. It'll be cool, but it's not really like a like a break. I think we might, but we might bypass going on the summer because um, the plan is in motion for me to spend Thanksgiving in Philly with my family, hey. which I've been trying to do for years now, as you know. Um, I've been trying to do it for a while. I had my main, I was going to go in 2020, but like uh, I remember talking to my aunt up there in like the winter of tw- like winter 2019 telling her like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to come for spring break. <laughs> I'm going to be up there. Yeah. Next year I'll be there for spring break and then I'll, I'm going to come back for Thanksgiving and nope. Yep. And so it just hasn't happened since. So now we're finally in a world where COVID still exists, but we just don't care about it no more, I guess. It's, it's crazy. So, like, <laughs> it's been, what, about a solid, like, month, maybe, like, almost two months since COVID's really been, like, mentioned, mentioned. Hey, man, when war is the top of the news cycle. For real. No one gives a fuck about it. But Pandemic? Yeah, nobody, what? Nobody's talking about, like, how much, you know, infection rates have been and, like, this, this, and this. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. Um, But I seen today, like, there's a new subvariant of, was Omicron. Mm. So, like, I'm thinking it's like, okay, like, it's about to jump into summer. Like, is it going to be, like, the same shit as when, like, Omicron first, you know, popped nah, up in the duh. scene? Like, nah. they started, like, doing all this stupid shit. No, nah, as long as there's a war over in Ukraine, it's now, COVID's always going to, it's going to be, like, number two or three on the news cycle now. It's going to be a, and also, and finally, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just the way it's gonna roll. And I'm not I'm not super political, but you guys got to be able to see the formula yeah. from here now. Like whatever, it's got to be a hot topic. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of hot topics, there's shit that we're not even gonna talk about on this pod because y'all have already ran it into the dirt. Yeah, yeah. And it's only been 48 fucking hours. Yep. So <laughs> drove Oscar events into the ground. Yes, that's we, all we're gonna say about. We it. have no interest in speaking on that shit. Yeah. Um, but. What I was gonna say. Did you try it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. It's really yeah. nice. Um, fuck. Where was my mind going before we went well, off just on the like low that rant. being the trend, it's like whatever, you know, like this war in Ukraine and all the shit that's going on, it's like COVID took the back seat. Yeah. But then once that dies down and hopefully things get back to normal, then I feel like COVID's gonna be like, Oh my god, like it COVID, is, like it's on the rise. It'd be some funny shit if it was like peace. Russia and Ukraine have called a peace and then like a couple weeks go by and it's like a new variant. Yeah, <laughs> but then that too apparently it's just hitting like, just in time for summer. There's yeah, <laughs> and then there's been like a bunch of events and shit like before, like South by Southwest, but nobody's talking about COVID super spreaders yeah, or anything. Like nobody's talking about COVID numbers. Nah, because it doesn't doesn't matter anymore. It's not beneficial, yeah. you know. So it's not lucrative. So yeah, that's why. But you know, that's life. Um. I was gonna shout you out because uh, I saw the other day you posted some of your uh, your little, getting little Gordon Ramsay in yeah. your kitchen. My guy was you know? what's going on there? Shit, I, we're doing the pod. Yo, this is the first time we've done the pod, and I came over with the food, and he didn't order shit. Like I was just like, what? Like my guy didn't do no Uber Eats because I already ate, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had that shit ready. Oh, I'm like, super jealous, man. Like leftovers? What? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm trying to dabble and I'm starting to like cook more and I'm making it a point to, you know, go and get ingredients and 
you know, shout out to you for showing me the app. Because yeah, yeah. if you didn't show me the app, then I probably would have been like, man, I'll fucking just make spaghetti again. Yo, yo, <laughs> dog, that was mine too. When I first, like, the first two times I moved out and I was living on my own, it's a spaghetti. I thought I could cook really, <laughs> and all I could do was make spaghetti. Yeah, but you don't know what else to make. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd make spaghetti, and then like I'd, I'd oven. Oven ro- roast some chicken. Yeah, and think and like see, I was doing like, it. It's really simple shit, and it's like I know how to cook, but for some dumbass reason, it's just like everything that I learned up until like before I moved out, I just completely forgot. Yeah. So like, like I'll go grocery shopping. I'm like, well, what the fuck do I need? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to get? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like okay, basics like milk, bread, eggs, you know, sugar flour like shit like that but, but you can't get that every time you go grocery shopping yeah, you know so what then it's like all right well what the fuck do i make with all this shit? exactly spaghetti yeah <laughs> spaghetti fuck it we'll so spaghetti. yeah and it's just like every night for dinner was fucking spaghetti so my thing is like it's learning how to like marry things and make flavors yeah that you're not expecting like uh i showed you what i made last week i made a, a chicken piccata Mm-hmm. And that takes it's um heavy whipping cream, white wine, a little bit of lemon juice, and capers. Ooh. And I was like, you know, like I'm thinking, like my girl's like, oh, b- go easy on the capers because they're really salty. I, and I was just like, all right, whatever. I didn't even think, of, you know, what I'm saying like I didn't even think about it, but the capers give the saltiness flavor onto it. Yeah. But then you get the lemon in that bitch, and in, and like after it fucking like s- like simmers for a minute, it just comes together and makes like this perfect this blend yeah like this perfect blend that just like it's like that ah, the perfect amount of lemon on the noodles and on the chicken and see i was fucking fire i was thinking that too because like some of these ingredients that these recipes call for i was like why the fuck would i put that in there yeah and then like once you finish it like oh that's why that's why um <laughs> so. i did um i've done a korean beef before mm. and i didn't know that the marinade for that calls for pear Oh shit! And then I made it, and I was like, "Why a pear? Ew!" Yeah. But I, you know, I hit the Asian market anyway, so I just slid through the Asian market. I got an Asian pear, and then like I diced it up, put it in the blender with the brown sugar, some soy sauce, all this other shit. Yeah, see, it's crazy and perfect marinade. Like in my head, I'm like, "Yo, this is gonna take so much time. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna have time to like do you know, like shit between gigs and like whatever." And then like I started like laying everything out. Like my thing, what I do is like I prep everything. And then I'll start doing it so that way all I got to do is, like, toss it in the, the pan or whatever. And then, like, so in reality, it only takes, like, maybe, like, an hour or so. Yo, me some plants. I was going to ask you that because I remember um, our old um, co-host on the pod would always mention about how um, how organized you are when it comes to movie uh, editing and shit like that with all your files and yeah. everything and that's like what basically saves you time so i was gonna ask like does that same do you take that same type of um approach uh, yeah approach to when you're cooking and it sounds like you do yeah i do <laughs> and it's it, you know now i think about it, it's like i apply that shit to like everything that i do mm-hmm. like i'm very organized in, in a sense when it comes to shit like that um but yeah, like I, I set everything up, like I'll get like whatever vegetables and shit that needs to be chopped and like whatever. And instead of like just like chopping it and like put it in the pan, like I'll organize it into like little bowls. Yeah. And then like all the spices, like I'll, I'll measure everything out first and I'll put it into like its own little container. And then like I'll add it as I go. <laughs> and 
yeah i just it's the same thing with like editing it's like i get all my shit organized before i start working on the edit or same thing with music or like music or anything so yeah so with the spices i tend i pull all the spices out that i need Mm -hmm. but if it's like a dish i have not made before which typically is is the case i'll do all like the the pre-cutting and shit like it's like if it's meat I'll cut up the meat. I'll cut up all the veggies I got to add and shit. So that way it's just like toss in, toss in, toss in. And then like when it comes to the spices, I'll just like, all right. Yeah. And just keep it pushing and shit. I normally don't break out like the teaspoons and all that. See, I do. I do all that. Yeah. And I like I measure everything out perfectly. But I feel like I'm getting to the point where I could just eyeball the shit. Yeah. And so that's and so that's why I see like whenever I see like people like like chefs who've been doing it for a while, they're just like, yeah, <laughs> just like throwing shit, and like I get it because after a while, it's, it's the same thing with like DJ and everything else that mm-hmm. you do. It's just like it takes time to get used to you know doing the shit, and then you get to a point where you can just eyeball it and guesstimate, and you know it may work out better. So that way, you know, like the recipe calls for like this much of something, and maybe you do a little bit less and add more of something else, it gives it a different taste mm-hmm. or like a different, you know. Yeah. So. um I kind of look for shit like that too, and instead of like using you know certain ingredients, I'm like, well, you know, what if I try like this seasoning versus like this seasoning? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, for us, well, at my in my place, um, my girl has this umami mushroom umami seasoning, and a lot of the recipes don't they don't call for it, but I'll put that shit in there because <laughs> like umami is like such a great flavoring. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I don't even know what umami really tastes like, but it's like, <laughs> but it, just, it, it, it adds does something. something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know it does something. Yeah. So, like, I always make room. Oh, I got room for some umami? Cool. Ta-ta. I feel like if I continue this trend and I just continue to, like, make things and, like, start developing my own style in the kitchen, like, I might fuck around and open up a food truck. I'm telling you, the Saucy Boys isn't just going to be a podcast no more. Yeah. It's going to be relating to be uh, liquor here. and actual just sauces. Chefing it up. We're yeah. going to be chefing. I'm telling you, man. But then that too, like, uh, like some of the recipes is like they call it, like you have to make like the sauces and shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's how you make that? What? Like I did not know. <laughs> like I didn't know you added this. Yes. This, and it makes this fucking sauce. Yes. Now, and I'm like glazing my fucking chicken with yeah. it. Like, yo, this is dope. I'm a I'm a big fan of like I don't know. It's funny because like growing up, I don't know why. Like, yeah, it's, I guess it's because we're 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 boys, we're guys. Like. You're kind of like, oh, man, I, I don't want to spend much time in the kitchen yeah. and all that shit. But it's like the older I've gotten and like when I start like nailing these fucking like dishes that you would get at like a high quality restaurant and shit. I'm actually enjoying it now. Yeah. Where like I make sure I cut out enough time in my day where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to stop working at this time so I can, <laughs> so I can start prepping. And get the shit going and shit. And then once I, like, man, I was hyped for shit when that piccata came together. Because I, like, I served my, you know, my girl's my guinea pig. And my <laughs> big thing is, like, I want to nail the chicken. And I did. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And, like, I gave it to her. And she, like, ate it. And, like, her things are, like, how I know she doesn't like something is if she starts, like, I start hearing the fork hitting the, the plate a lot. Yeah. Because that means she's, like, picking something out that, that she doesn't like. Yeah. And, like, I didn't hear her talk. I didn't hear that. And I look over and she finished her fucking plate before me. And I was like, what? And then she gets up and gets another one, which never fucking happens. (laughs) She never gets seconds. And I was like, God damn, I really killed this shit. Put my foot in that motherfucker. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like I was like, fuck yeah. That nigga's all standing there with his chef jacket on, his hands behind his back. Just like, so? 
He's like, how is it? How She's like, it? babe, this is really good. I was like, what? I was yeah. like, shut up. You just hyping me. And she's like, no, this is fucking good. And I was like, all right. Your boy's for real. And see, like, I notice certain things whenever I'm cooking. I'm like, I did too much of this or I did too much of that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, the fucking recipe's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I did that shit last night with what I, whatever I made. And, and my chick is like, what? What are you talking about? Like, it's fine. And I was like, no, it's ruined. It's not the same. <laughs> it's ruined. It doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> that's, me, that's me. I do the same thing. I have to throw it away. I have to start over. Like, why doesn't it look like the picture, though? Yeah. Fuck. But shit, I mean, it tasted good. So I was with it. I'm like, so, and I, in my head, I'm like, next time I'm going to do this versus, you know, doing that. So so now I've started getting, um, I don't know when it started, but I've started getting like people, you know how people post like their TikToks of them cooking and shit and like recipes. Yeah. Like a bunch of those have started popping up on my Instagram. <laughs> and like now I start saving some it's of the them. Algorithm, babe. And like I fucked shit. around and um, I made, because there was one where he was like, so I used to watch this show called Atlanta. And they had these things called lemon pepper wet. And I was just like, nigga, used to? Like the show? Like you act like the show came out like 15 years ago, nigga. Shut up. But I did the lemon pepper wet recipe. And there was another banger where my girl was just like, yo, these are fucking good. And I was like, yeah. It's funny because my chick she like i was cooking she's like i want to help i'm like no that's me <laughs> like get I'm the like, fuck out like i got this like i'm good and she's like well what am i supposed to do i'm like just wait till Relax. it's done kick your feet up yeah, Chill. Like, hang out have yeah, a drink so, that's so, my so. girl she's always like can i help can i help i'm like no leave me alone you're gonna mess up my rhythm like yeah right? you're gonna fuck it up like let me cook otherwise we're both gonna be eating this nasty ass <laughs> shit <laughs> oh man but yeah definitely sell low and then the results will always be better. Yep. So that's how it is. I'm always just like, I, I'm like you. I always pick something out like, yeah, I think uh, I think I burnt the, I think I burned something on it. Or I'm like, ah, I think I under seasoned this. And then like. So like the first couple of things I made, I know the first time I was like, okay, I cooked the chicken a little too much. It was still good. But yeah. As you can tell. And then um, instead of hamburger for that last one I used, I used a turkey. Yeah. And so it came out a little bit more like. Not like watery. No, uh-huh. I don't know. The consistency was yeah, yeah. Th- I know, was, I know exactly. It, what it you was mean. it was a little bit thinner. Yeah, because I don't really use ground turkey as much, and so like seeing that, I was just like, okay, because like it's real like it's the texture's different. Yeah, it's the, I feel like it's got like a more chewier texture. Yeah. Um, what I do when it comes to the ground beef now, and I'm really feeling myself, I like <laughs> splurge on like the wagyu. <laughs> you get the fancy. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm like fuck it, we doing wagyu, yeah, girl. <laughs> oh man, get it popping. Yeah, shit. But that's funny. So, have you seen uh, the new season of Atlanta? Yes. All right. So, whenever like the the first episode, yeah, which was crazy kid, as fuck, but I loved it. Yeah, the kid, he's like, uh, what do you say? Whenever About he got food? home, yeah, the food. Yeah, he's like, he's like the spaghetti in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it, it's funny because like growing up. It's like these things that they're like depicting in these shows is accurate as fuck. Yeah. It's a little exaggerated, but it's accurate as fuck. It's like every time you got home and you was hungry, it's like spaghetti in the fridge. I, so like <laughs> the funny thing was, because you had mentioned like you were like right before the show aired, season three debuted. You were like, yeah, I'm a, I'm going back and I'm rewatching it. 
one, I forgot that the show was only 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I could have sworn it was an hour episode. So, like, I had started watching it, and by chance, my girl just, like, sits down, and she gets invested with it, too. Yeah. And so, like, she sits with me all through season one, and, like, she's, like, she likes it. She's, like, yeah, it's really funny. And I was, and I like, she was, like, but why do you like it? And I was just, like, I mean, it's really funny, one, but it's, like, in all of these, I know all of these characters. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little piece of every one of these characters. Yep. Like I'm a little piece of Darius, I'm a little piece of Paperboy, and I'm a little piece of Earn. Like I've seen, I know all of these motherfuckers. I know I do. Yeah. And she was like, that makes so much sense. And I was just like, yeah. And it's like a lot of the shit they depict, it's not just I know the show's called Atlanta, but it's like you can go through them in just like a black boy in America. Yeah. And it's like I've I've experienced so much shit in the show. That you like, you can fucking relate to. Yeah, so it, like it hits really close to home. But it, it's crazy how like it. Some of the things that they put out there, like so, like the barber episode, mm -hmm. it was a little over the top. But it, it that's exactly what it feels like. So I was telling her that because that was one of the episodes where we had the conversation, and she was just like, "This she has like anxiety problems," mm -hmm. and it's like the fact that the the Bibby the barber was not <laughs> was doing everything but cutting but his, cut hair, his hair. It was fucking with her anxiety, and she was like, "I hate this episode." And I was just like, "That's the point of it." Yeah. And then like after it ended, we started talking, and I was like, "But it's true, like." I've had a barber who like talked the whole time yep. and didn't cut my hair good and shit. And she, and she was like, "Well, that's true with um, some uh, some some salons. Like, yeah. you can go to a hair place and they'll fucking talk, leave you under the fucking dryer and Too shit. Long, yeah. And it's just like you know shit like that would happen. And I was just and I was like, that's why you can relate to it because it's like it's the barber from hell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but with that too, it's just like this new season, like this first. There's always some episode in each season that is just like off the wall it's like a little weird yeah but it makes sense and yeah. it's like super relatable it's like growing up it's like you see things like that and so like this first episode that shit with the fucking uh the, like the teachers it's like don't teachers like they call your parents up there and yeah. your parents are like yo like so how they were trying to put him like remedial classes exactly, or whatever yeah. it's like no he's not stupid it's just yeah, shit like that. So, nah, once again, that hit close to home because they did. They tried to do the same thing with me. Yeah, trying to say, like, it's a, like, a. They tried to tell my parents that I couldn't read because I didn't like to talk in school. Shit, yeah, because, shit like that. So, because, they try, yeah, they try to put you in these, like, yeah. things. And it's like, no, I'm not. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, but, they were like, but, he doesn't talk like the other. He doesn't talk as much. And it's because the first day I was in school, the teacher said, do not talk unless you raise your hand. And I just took it to heart. <laughs> like, That's right. why. But they were like, he doesn't, he can't talk and blah, blah, blah. And we're, we think his development is slow. Meanwhile, I'm asking my mom to buy me every fucking Goosebump book there is. Yeah. And I'm reading it cover to cover. And like, she's like trying to convey that to them. Like, no, he reads. He does all this shit. He has friends outside of school. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. So once again, another thing that hit close to home. And I was like, oh, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, but that, that yeah. line that she said in there, she's like, you keep doing shit like this. She's like, these white people out here going to try to fucking kill you. Yeah. And then, but like the rest of the episode, yeah. If y'all haven't seen Atlanta, go watch Atlanta. Atlanta if, you're, if, you're, if you're a black person. Definitely glad they started off with a two episode um, debut this season because see, episode one was dope. But if that would have, if I would have gotten that and had to wait another week to see what's going on with yeah. them in current, I would have been pissed. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But it was dope that they did them back to back. Um, 
season three so far is fucking dope. And also, man, if you haven't started Atlanta at all, just like catch up. It's on Hulu right now. And it's like we said, it's 30 minute episodes. They're pretty, it's pretty easy to digest, man. My friend, uh, Amanda, and she comes by the bar sometimes. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, yo, like season three's out. I was like, you got to catch up. And so she texted me earlier and she's like, oh my God, that Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, he was like, you fucking late. I was like, you need to catch up. Teddy, yeah, Teddy Perkins. That episode, I feel like once that episode hit, the show kind of took like that dark yeah. like, theme, like for like the rest of the shit. I want to see another episode similar to like the club episode. Yeah. Especially like now that he's like more famous. I wonder if they do like a, like a Marcus Miles type thing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to tell because I was describing the show to my girl because I thought so like the episode shoot they they hit on Hulu the same night but it's like at two in the morning so like I was trying to finish up and catch up all the way with her and then I thought I'd be able to watch the, the two premiere season three episodes before I realized they didn't drop till two so I like did a part where I was like telling her like what's gonna happen in season two to like set up where what's gonna start with season three and she was just like so. Cause you know, like the first like three or four episodes, are, it's like the consistent story of like Earn, Darius, and, and Paperboy, and then it takes that left turn, and you get the like the the story building um, episodes of like one for Earn, where it's Earn by himself, one with Paperboy, where it's him by himself. Teddy Perkins episode is Darius is by himself. Then there's that flashback episode. The FUBU one. Yeah, and then you get one with Van where she's by herself yeah. and all that. And then it all culminates at the end with like, okay, now we're back to the mainline story. And I was like trying to describe that to her. And she, lo and behold, I was shocked at how invested she still was. She was like, really? They, they do all that? And I was like, yeah, it's it like it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme. But it's still cool to know that like they do all this uh, character building yeah. in those episodes. You know what I'm saying? I think that's another thing that's really dope about it, too, because it's not just, like, them three, like, every episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even in the second season, second season, man. So, if, like I said, if you haven't watched Atlanta yet, you're truly missing out. It's an amazing show. Um, I mean, everywhere from, like, the the writing uh, and cinematography, like, everything's dope. Also, far superior show than Dave. Oh yes, it's so much better than Dave. Like we, we y'all got to stop with the, the Dave is the just white, white, Atlanta. white Atlanta. No, it's not. It's so much. Dave is so different, and I mean, yeah. it's it's good if you like it or whatnot. But I think that first season Dave was kind of comparable. Yeah, but still, like it wasn't anything close to like what Atlanta is. It's nowhere near as close as Atlanta. Atlanta is just so much. It's so fucking good, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, so. You know, the whole spaghetti thing, like, <laughs> it's like you move out and it's just like spaghetti. Spaghetti! All the fucking time. <laughs> fuck at the end of the episode, he's like, Ma, is there some of that spaghetti in the fridge? <laughs> just in love with it and shit. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, man. But shit, moving forward, I wanted to get into a little something. And I wanted to talk about uh, nightlife and specifically here in the city, right? Yeah. Because do you feel like clubs are still a thing? I don't. And that's, it's weird. So do you think that's just like here in the city or do you think that's just like everywhere? Me personally, my bad, I mean to jump ahead of you, but me personally, I kind of feel like most spots nowadays, everything is just like bars and lounges or like dive bars. Like, of course, there's going to be places that you can, like, 
LA, New York, Atlanta, Miami. Mm-hmm. They got clubs, but they're also tourist destinations that are very transient. Yeah. So it's like there's people coming in from out of town who want to go to to these places and see that shit. With that being said, like I definitely feel that in our city, San Antonio, like the club, the idea of like the club is dead here, in my yeah. opinion. Like, and I feel like they all peaked at a certain time in like the late twenty, the early early twenty tens. Yeah, and then like they either evolved into what they like, like an elevated dive bar or or something like that. Because we're just not like the we're not the it's not the community of people who go. And just crowd the dance floor anymore, especially now with people always on their fucking cell phone. Yeah. Like, we're more, it's more of a community of people who they want to be in the same area with people. They want to be together. They want to hear good music, but they're probably just going to post up on the wall. Take snaps. Yeah. Take snaps, take pictures, all be at the table. If you serve food, cool too. Cause I mean, you think of all like the most popping spots. Like, they're not really like clubs, clubs. You know what I'm saying? It's a bar. Yeah. And, I mean, that's another thing that's crazy to me is because, like, being a DJ here in San Antonio, it's like I try to stay away from the club type shit because, for me, personally, I just feel like it's it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid for me to want to go all out and play, you know, all this, like, house, EDM, trap, like, these heavy, like, big room, you know, songs <laughs> in these venues that don't have the sound efficient you know enough for like that kind of music it just it don't feel the same versus like you go to a club anywhere else and it's like an actual club yeah and it's like they have sound systems and shit built for that they've they've invested half a million dollars in the sound system and so it's like you pull up to these spots and i mean in other cities but see i haven't been to another city been to a club in another city besides vegas and, oh my and, bad vegas too vegas club city definitely yeah so i but you know like being here in san antonio like around 2010 and like before i was even djing and you know going to these spots and these were like clubs exactly like they had actual like club, the promoters for the clubs it's like niggas had to pay to get in like all that shit dress code and all and then now it's just like bars and they have these places that are like upscale are supposed to be upscale, you know, I guess clubs or, or venues or whatever, but yeah. it's just like th- there's no dress code, there's no shit like that, and it's just like... So my big thing was always like um, VIP means something in a club uh-huh. because it separates you from the sea of people who are dancing and enjoying themselves. You got a private area for that. Yeah. And a lot of these places now that are popping... They're not clubs, but they sell VIP. Yeah, they're doing like bottle service. And, and it's like, yeah. It's, they got the it, girls come out with the fucking sparklers yeah. and shit. So and you're paying like, for like half the club experience, but you're really not getting like the privacy. Honestly, though, like sometimes whenever I'm DJing at some of these spots, I feel like I'm DJing at like a, a Chili's. <laughs> with like a bot like they like chili like chili's had bottle service yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like you have place to get food and like drinks or whatever you can get your margarita or whatever well, shit. but you can order a bottle so there is the legendary story of club fridays in philadelphia have you ever heard this story i haven't so back when the goat himself alan iverson was playing in for the philadelphia 76ers in his heyday of being the best MVP and all that shit. Word was he would shut down the TGI Fridays 
and like it would be they'd bring in a DJ Nigga. and it would become Get a fucking fuck it would be like it, they said it was like the most the most <laughs> lit spot you can go to bro I'm going to fucking TJ out Friday we're, we're talking like art rappers would come through because I, I think Jadik has verified it because they had like I, I forgot what show he was on and they asked him and he was like yeah back when you were doing like the the commercials with AI you you like you slid through to like Club Fridays and he was like yo that was fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, you like told the story or whatnot. So it's really true. And it's um I'll tell you off pod, because I've actually looked up what what Club Fridays was. And it's like it's still in business, the TGI Fridays is, and I know what road it is in Philadelphia. But Club Fridays is goated in the city of Philadelphia. And that was AI, that was fucking, AI's jam. That's crazy. See, I and it sucks because like here in the city, like I wish we had more spots like that. And mm-hmm. I mean we do have like club type places. So we got like Garden, we got uh Hotel Discotheque, like nineteen oh two. Um I'm not too sure, you know, any other spots that are like really like club clubs. But I feel like this generation's missing out on just experiences like that. Yeah. And so it'd be cool to have you know something similar to that in the city where you know people that want that kind of experience can go to and like have a good time versus you know like going to you know just your regular because all it is is a bunch of dive bars and like yeah essentially it's it's dive bars bigger dive bars in the biggest dive bars yeah with good music you know what i'm saying and they got good djs like and you know but But, it just it's not very like yeah but then people that's my thing it's just like it's hard to for me personally, I don't know how any other DJs feel, but sometimes it's hard for me to play these joints and then people are like, yo, can you play this? And I'm just like, yeah, I can play it, but it just it don't hit the same. Yeah. It really, it really doesn't hit the same. The only place I would be willing to play shit like that was Merkaba when I worked there. Yeah. And just because they had the sound system to accommodate it. But you know even I mean? still Merkaba is just like an elevated bar yeah. with a club atmosphere. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking, like, dance floor and all that shit. Like, it has it, but it's not, like, a club dance floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then that, too, is just, like, uh, but it's, it's dope. I'm, yo, my Saturday night's there. Yeah. Them motherfuckers would be popping. They were lit, nigga. I was there. They I was there be, most yeah. of the time, bro. They would be popping. I had motherfuckers buying bottles at, like, 130. <laughs> it was lit, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing of, like, why other people, when they come to our city, and like they feel disappointed or whatnot or let down. Maybe it's because we don't have like club options. But yeah. I can tell you this: when I turned eighteen, way back in the year, in our in the year of our Lord two thousand and six, <laughs> there were options. Yeah, a lot of options for clubs where only eighteen year olds can get in. Where if you're where like the age started eighteen to get in. Yeah, and it's like I feel like they don't have that no more. They, they do. They got a they got burn house and like desire and okay. shit like that. And burn and that's where uh, Area Thirty One mm-hmm. used to be. And uh, what was the other one? Ivy, rooftop. Ivy, Ivy rooftop. Okay, so yeah, those would be close. So they have those, but the the scene is just so fucking different. It now. is like there were. I remember when I was eighteen, there were a bunch of options. It was like we can go downtown and hit these places over here by UTSA or all these places yeah. and so forth. And now it just feels like, oh, well, we got to go to Burn House. Or, Dog, you, or remember, you remember Concepts? Hell yeah. Fuck. <laughs> In the hood. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> Pack you of Vest. You're going to talk about hood. Pack of fucking Vest. Didn't Drew love that place? 
I think so. I don't want to put nobody out. I swear Drew used to always go there back when he was getting Jordans from the Jordan man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to put man. people on blast. I, I had a pair too from so the Jordan man. Jordan man. But yeah, man, so I I don't know, just like that time. So like even going out now, I'm just like, uh, eh, like everything's like dive bars and like real chill shit, which is cool, but when you want me to play like fucking Tiesto yeah. while you're eating a fucking slider, like mm. it seems weird. Like you yeah. need like the fucking it just doesn't feel like the right place. The foam from the ceilings and shit like that, which yeah. is why, like I said, I feel like it's only here because when I used to be a, a bar back and a doorman in Austin, I was working in the domain. Yeah, and the place I was at was a club. Yeah, and like they played all the fucking Calvin Harris, Tiesto things like that. And it's like they hit different when you're there because it has like the light show, yeah. the smoke fog coming out of the ceiling and shit. And people are like popping Molly. And, it's, it's an and experience. Yeah. And see, it's like it's funny because a lot of people is like, oh, like people either really fuck with that music or they don't fuck with it at all. Yeah. And I'm just like, if I'm in the setting and it feels right, then I'm, I fuck with it. I don't care what it is. And that's what I kind of hate about just doing stuff here is because like a lot of people it's like the the mood's right the vibe's right and the music's right but nobody like reacts to it yeah. and i think that's one of the hardest parts about being a dj is because like i there's certain spots that i play and mind you like my crowds like of people are good but they don't really tell me anything until like i get done doing my set yeah like i'll i'll be djing my ass off for fucking four hours, I'm, like, trying to hit this, trying to hit that, like, see what they react to it, like, this, drop in some new shit, like, whatever, like, play some, you know, EDM, blah, 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 and I'd get, like, minimal response. You'll get a couple girls breaking off they man. Yeah. Some but, girls dancing in a circle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, you never really get, like, a full, like, because I know what you're talking about, and <laughs> I still remember it vividly in my mind. I'm on the second floor looking down. And when the like when the beat drops, like seeing like the the fucking crowd look like a fucking like a heartbeat yeah. of like people just going fucking crazy down there. And it was like I remember when I got to work the the VIP section that was on the floor and it was like a whole different environment from the second floor that I was looking down yeah. on, like, which was a lot chiller. Like that's the, that's the kind of party that I'm trying to be in. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, that's, I, if I'm going like club. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of shit I'm trying to be in. I'm trying to be where, like, everybody's dancing, everybody's having fun, like, everybody's drinking, and you you, you bonding. You well, know? they're not really there for the drinks, because in those places, it's hard as shit to get a drink. Yeah. That bar is always crowded, and the bartenders are just, they're fucking just in a, they're in a, a fucking, a state of of, of panic and, and bliss, and they're, like, seeing the Matrix, because, like, they just know to keep making drinks, and somehow they can hear your order over, over this, this loud, loud pumping fucking, fucking yeah. let's get down let's get down to bed like yeah you know what i'm saying like it's crazy it's like if i'm in the right spot like i fuck with it i fuck with all this shit and that's what i really like about like spots on sixth street or like uh like rainy and yeah. it's like you can you you can play that vibe this is austin but i still don't even call those clubs yeah i mean it's not but they some some have sound systems suited you know for that shit so like, you get that same kind of experience versus like here it's like there's not really a spot that's like like that compared to rock rose and 77 degrees up in the domain which mm -hmm. is north austin like i just don't call rainy clubs like they're they're dope 
Don't get me wrong, they're yeah. fucking dope, but they're not club. Yeah, not club. It's not club. club to me. So, but you know, being a DJ and being on that side, it's like you know, playing music and trying to get people, you know, to respond to it like that. Like, I feel like it's a, a little bit more difficult here. Get me to if you can get me to put my get out of my comfort zone and just actually start vibing to your shit, which happens a lot when I'm around you or whatnot. <laughs> but it's just like that's how I know you're. That's how I know the 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 scene is. It's a dope scene. Yeah. Like when I was up in Austin last year for my birthday. And like one of the nights where it was just me and my girl, we were on Rainy. And like, same thing, we stumbled into a place that was just bumping some nice hits. And like, we walked in at the time where they're playing the shit that reminds me of my youth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was just all the Texas shit, but it was a vibe because like I was just with my girl, just getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like not thinking about shit, no cares in the world. And it was just like, yo, this is a fucking. I'm enjoying myself. I got my drink. I got my girl. We're just chilling. Like we're chilling, but we vibing and we I dancing together. Drink, my two step. Exactly. Drink, my I had two my two step. step. I had my little two step going. I was just like, yo, yeah. Yeah. So. So. I mean, San Antonio, it's definitely on the come up as far as like you know nightlife. So yeah. that's cool. And I mean, you do. I'm. Mean, this is no like shot at anybody. <clears throat> you know, any venue here. It's just like there's a lot of dope places to go, but it's just like you don't get that same feeling and it's not it's not the it's not the spot really it's just the people because there's some nights where it's just like it's fucking it's rowdy it's good but more often than not it's just like a regular like bar night yeah you know what i mean so but you know shout out to all the places that are you know creating experiences and and you know moments for people that are out there jamming out having fun so hell yeah <laughs> um tone baby but yeah, no, I would say like as far as like being a DJ, that's probably like the hardest thing. You know, just being here in the city is just like it's kind of hard to gauge what people are feeling sometimes. And then it's just like you try like I've I've had gigs where like I I do whatever I can to fucking bait them, whether it's playing like you know some old like classic sing along shit to like dropping a TikTok joint or you know just dropping something that they'll respond to or react to and it's just like you get minimal response but it's funny because like i can do a whole set like that and get no reaction from the crowd but then as soon as i get done it's just like people asking for my contact and like shit like that like oh my god like that was dope and i'm just like yo i'm like i need you to show it with your body yeah. <laughs> like move, move baby body. yeah so you know it's cool because I gain new people that like jump on, you know, my socials and like, yo, like I seen this DJ at this night and like they shout me out and like they they give me props and and all that. But then it's just like it's I look out in the crowd and I don't see anybody moving and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> it is just like it's hard because like uh, I don't know if we talked about this before on here, but it's just like when you're a DJ, a lot of the shit that you do. It's kind of like a stand-up comedian. It's like you're you're going through this routine and you're trying to find things that fit, yeah. and you're looking for shit that gets the most reactions. And you know sometimes it falls short, and other times it's like you can do that same thing and like everybody loves it. And so, yeah, you know, <laughs> the the constant struggles of of being a I guess a entertainer, entertainment. So, hey. You'll hit that formula eventually. And yeah. when you do and you get it together, everybody is moving. It's but it's weird, like TikTok is 
kind of like bringing back a lot of like old shit because mm. i had somebody come and request some song and they were like oh do you have this song and i was like oh yeah that song's dope it was like yeah that tiktok uh, the tiktok song is so dope and that's I'm like, what i hate the most i'm like what that's not a tiktok song that's <laughs> a fucking that's a, a classic like fucking like promiscuous i i get it like it's cool that they're shedding light on music or whatnot what man what pod was i listening to I think it might have been Drink Champs when Fat Joe was on, and they were, like, talking to him, and he was just, like, they were, like, going through his catalog or whatnot, and he was, like, I mean, side note, can you imagine how how much more, like, popping we'd be? Because if we had, like, the, the advent of social media back then, yeah. and he was, like, you know how many songs I had that probably would have went, like, viral on TikTok back then that yep. just didn't get the love, like, you... Imagine like lean back dropping when TikTok when is TikTok, yeah. like yeah, and it's like it starts to make you think because whenever we compare gener- eras of like artists and shit, and like oh these ones are better because like oh they got all these streams and shit, but it's just like all right, but if you're gonna look at it that way, you've got to apply that same metric to the the artists that came before them because you all we always forget like they didn't have social media when they were blo- when they were selling yeah a hundred million albums. Like physical copies. It just really relied on, like, fucking music videos. Like really physical. Because yeah, I think it like came up vi- when when niggas wanted to br- when stupid young motherfuckers wanted to bring up the whole Michael Jackson versus Drake argument, which is fucking retarded. I'm that's, sorry. That's a real argument. That, that was an argument a few months ago. Like people oh, really Lord. were like trying to have a debate about. Oh man, Drake's better catalog. He's got over this many streams. It's like nigga, y'all don't understand. This nigga Michael Jackson sold. 300 million physical albums that means i bought more than one of this motherfucker's albums like you gotta understand that and then you want to do like you want to add like the social media metric to it it's not fair it isn't it's not you shouldn't be having these conversations and that's crazy to think that people you know think so highly of like fucking streams but they have fucking streaming farms yes where artists like if you know, artists ain't doing so hot. They'll pay these niggas to run like their their plays up, and essentially, they pay for it. They pay you for can, plays. You can pay for play. I mean, shit, we get it all the time with um, the podcast. You know how many fucking like motherfuckers reach out anytime you post something on Facebook. Someone's gonna message you on the inbox and be like, "Hey, yeah. I can get, I can boost your streams. I can boost this and blah yeah. blah blah." And it's just like I could pay you, but I don't want it because yeah. it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. Like and that's the, bullshit. The, I'm, I'm cool with the views that we get because I know it's like people that are genuinely like watching this shit. Yeah, are like you know, but it's just like people are so caught up on like streams and likes and and all that shit for like clout. And I'm just like that shit it's is stupid. It's it, endorphins. Like man. that shit don't mean nothing at the end of the day because once that post gets deleted, them likes and comments and shit and all that, the views that like they're not there. Go away. But you know, for somebody to sell like physical copies of albums. Even if you don't listen to it, it's still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you still have, like, the physical fucking copy. You made me leave my house, go to a store. And pick it up. And pick that shit up. Sam Goody. Like, yeah. Best (laughs) Buy, when they used to have good CDs. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of this the other day. You remember when Walmart used to have the edited versions? Of albums, yep. And, then <laughs> yep. and you could tell, like, oh man, your mom went to Walmart, nigga. <laughs> Take that fifty cent out. Take that get rich or dry, die trying out. We don't want to hear it's that funny shit. Because uh, just recently, um, there was a thing that popped up. So I've been buying like vinyls. I've always bought vinyls, right? But 
I'm a huge Childish Gambino fan, Donald Glover, right? So they had this thing where it was like his albums were pressed on different color vinyl. And I told you, I was like, yo, these joints, like they just dropped and I bought them. I didn't think nothing of it. I just like put them in the cart, bought them. And you were like, he's like, where'd you get those? I was like, Walmart. And he like, oh, they probably edited, huh? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you ain't like, thought about God that in years. Yo, I did not <laughs> think about that shit. <laughs> It's so I'm like scouring it. I, I have them. I haven't listened to them yet. Uh, but I was like, fuck, man. They're probably all edited. I figure nowadays with like the music selection, like physical music selection being so slim, mm. there's no need to edit the shit. Yeah. But I mean, back in the day when there was a lot of options, like that was the thing of like, oh, Walmart only sells edited music. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I think around that time too That's when Chameleon there Tapped in on the shit And he said he wasn't like Cursing on any of his yeah. records anymore mm-hmm. That's when he dropped Ultimate Victory Yeah So It was an ultimate waste of time Yeah <laughs> I love Chameleon there too I was so disappointed was, was, there good, was there one good song on there? No There had to have been at least one uh, I don't remember I don't know I don't remember Military Man Damn Man see now I'm about to go back And listen to all the old Chameleon that shit that's what I'm saying. That was back. That was a time where I felt, you know, it was like, man, I'm just saying it was a great time to like love hip hop. And I don't mean to go off on an old man rant. <laughs> it was a great time to love hip hop. And then it's like as soon as you like come into your own of like what you like and shit, seeing this movement of niggas from your home state just like blow up. Yeah. Of like, I remember like us just being like, it, we, you know, you're from Texas. When if you if someone mentions Mike Jones, and we're just like, cool. yeah, one that. <laughs> but it's like, nigga, we heard who is Mike Jones was a mix was a mixtape, yeah. and he just re released it as an album to the rest of the world, and y'all motherfuckers. So it's just like y'all got still tipping like a year after it had been popping. Y'all got that shit late. Like y'all got it late, late. <laughs> Man. You know what I'm saying? It's just shit like that of like me being in like that perfect time like i'm i think i'm going into my senior year and like texas just blows up paul wall chameleon there yeah mike jones everybody slim thug bun being bun being them got like the sh- they got the respect they deserved at the time yeah finally after being in the game for so long but it was just like seeing all that shit culminate and then it's just like man they're from all oh, they're all from texas yeah that's crazy i so, think around that time it was just like it was a lot of like texas artists mm-hmm. and then you had of course like Atlanta and like all them dudes with like the snap music and yeah. shit. So, man, music was so fucking. It was fun. So much. There was so much variety then. It was fun. It was really fun. And I and miss the styles. Everyone's own sounds. No one just sounded like they were just going with the the trend of what was around or whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like I fuck with the new shit. I really do. But it's just like it's you don't get that same feeling. You don't. It's just like, all right, what's streaming? What can I fuck with? And what's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus like back then, it's like an album comes out and it's like, yo, did you get the? And we talk about it at school, like the the whole next day. It's not like what song popped up on TikTok or like what song did this? It's like we were physically like looking at these albums. I remember I brought Get Richard Die Trying to school and we we set up shop in the back of Senor Barbosa's class with the a CD player. Yeah. Because you had to have one of them back then. And we were just track for track just listening to that shit what and i was like up, passing uh, around the case what up, uh, like yeah, what up, uh, <laughs> yeah. What up, that shit came on it's just like what 
Alright, but nah, but for real though, like then that too is just like you get the physical album and we've mentioned this before, it's like the liner notes on the inside. Like you get to for me that was my thing. Yeah. It was like I'd I would always go like read the liner notes, I'd look at the album artwork, I would see who produced what, I would see what samples were used and what, like and then now it's just like everything's compiled in this fucking digital thing it's, like, it's harder to get, get to, to sometimes yeah. like you gotta like google and do all that shit versus like we'll talk about it. well we'll talk about it because music corner coming up we're gonna be discussing i i know nego but like on that especially on spotify you got to click on the track and sometimes and most of the time it just plays the track automatically yeah then you got to click on the three dots in the corner and then scroll down get song details and then you can see all the fucking uh, liner notes and shit, and it's like all that used to be so much simpler when it just came with just that fucking cover book. Open up the book, and then you like that too. It's like the artwork was so cool to have because everybody's was different, and like everybody like marketed different, or like there would be like something cool, like you would get stickers or whatever the fuck they would put in it. Like that was like the dopest shit. The best was when it just unfolded into a dope ass like a poster. poster. Oh, yeah, man. even that too. Like with video games, it's like the the inside. Like when you open the video game, it should open up into a part. Like especially with Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah, I still got some of those. I remember times was changing when I bought like my first game, and I remember getting like the game in the case, and I was like thinking like, man, why does this this case feel so light? You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get it, and then I opened it up finally, and I realized. They stopped putting the, the, the game instructions. Yeah, the answers. Now it just came with a card that said, go to this website to learn how to play. And I was like, what? Yeah. Or when they started putting tutorials in the game. Yeah. yeah so, so fucking annoying. But, you know, moving from that, we're going to jump into Music Corner. We're yeah. going to discuss I Know Nigo. Yes. And speaking of Texas artists, Woo. I want to say the opening song to that album was that freestyle yep. with Tyler, the creator, and ASAP Rocky. When I hit the club, all the girls show me love. Yep. Find out the boy got drinks by the book. Mm. That shit. But, yeah, so, and I mean, okay. you know, Southern art is Texas artist. And that's how they got me. And Chaku, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, ain't a skip on this motherfucker. Nope. If we, we ain't even got to play Rider Skip. I ain't skip one track on this fucking album. It's fucking fire. I love oh it. my goodness. I, I want to say my favorite song on there is probably that one. Which one? The Freestyle. The Freestyle? Yeah. Um. So you're not going to expect this. Oh, fuck. I w- you probably think Mike Mike probably going to say Punchbowl. No. I like Paper Plate. Oh, yeah. That is my shit. What's the one joint with Pharrell and... Um, Ah, oh, fuck, who is it? But there's like the beats, like just doom, 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 doom. Like, like Pharrell and, it's uh, not the Pharrell and Ferg, right? Nah. That's Paper Plate. Yeah, Paper Plate. That's, but, uh. Paper Plate. Um. Oh, Functional Attic? Yes, Functional Attic. With Gunna Nigo? Yeah, yes, love gonna, Functional Attic too. That's my shit. Functional Attic is, hold on, let's just go through this. Lost and Found Freestyle from 2019. That's my type. The way Tyler comes on that bitch is fucking phenomenal. Yes. That nigga, so much growth in his lyrics, man. It's, oh, man. He's just barring us up. And then you get the aria right next with ASAP Rocky, which is still dope. And then it feeds into Punchbowl, which is, ah. Also, have to tell you, I've started my Windows Down playlist. And that's on there. I'm writing shit down, <laughs> and Punchbowl made the playlist. I think Lost and Found Freestyle and Punchbowl probably, like, and yeah. fun, Functional Addict. Functional Addict. I'm, I'm, I'm waning on that. 
Want It Bad with Kid Cudi. Love I it. Want it bad. Love it. Sounds like some classic cut. It sounds like some uh, Indicud, Indicud Cudi, honestly. Yeah. It's only something I can hear on that. More Tonight um, with Teriyaki Boys. I haven't heard of Teriyaki Boys since the Tokyo song yeah. from Tokyo ding, Drill. Ding, ding. That's crazy. Still seen, fucking fire. I seen Timberland talking about that. He had repost. He's like, yo, this one right here. I fuck with it. Yeah. I don't I know what the fuck they it. saying on some of it, but. I was thinking of that too. Like, um, <laughs> I heard someone say, like, uh, when Daddy Yankee retired, they're like, uh, Gasolina, that's crazy, man. I don't know a word of that fucking song, but I sing it at the top of my lungs. That's how I feel with that. Yeah. More than that, I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but I'm singing it at the top of my lungs, man. Um, paper plates, baby. <laughs> that's that shit, man. Oh, that beat is so sick. That shit makes me want to run through a fucking brick wall, dog. I ain't even lying. <laughs> that shit gets that shit get me hyped, dog. Uh, heavy with heavy with uh, Lil Uzi Vert, still dope. Yeah. I skipped I skipped a couple. Uh, hear Hear Me Clearly by Pusha T. Oh my good, y'all niggas fear me. Just say y'all fear me. Fuck all the fairy tales. Oh my goodness, this Pusha. When that, when that nigga said, <sighs> "Left my elbow in the pot." I love Vince it's Carter. Cut off. I was like, my "Oh God. shit." <laughs> Oh my Push. god Yo I'm gonna cry When Pusha retires If he ever does Man, man. let that nigga not. rap Till he's 60 like, He ain't never the, falling off rap till he's 80 Oh my god Pusha <laughs> with the bars uh, Remember With Pop so I, That's crazy I even like the Pop Smoke song And I don't fuck with Pop Smoke yeah. That's crazy to me I fuck with a couple Of Pop Smoke joints But that one was dope Heavy Nice With Lil Uzi Vert And then it's got The dopest fucking going And the end of the album song Come on, let's go, Tyler the Creator, which is so fucking dope you because ready? it hits so so close to home. <laughs> <laughs> my girl fucking takes forever. <laughs> oh my god! He performed that shit live for the first time because he's on tour right recently. Now, yeah, yeah. And man, man, Tyler is definitely one of those artists that like him. Georgia Pete's on the side like it's ATL hope. <laughs> Yo, Tyler's so dope. It's yo, Tyler. Hey, I've been preaching it. Uh, Call me if you get lost was album of the year last year. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. And this motherfucker is not slowing down. He is still barring shit up. He's still he still brings like this eclectic energy to anything he jumps on. I and think, it, I, my bad. I mean, no, no, I'm just saying it's it's to the point where like. I want to hear like I'm hype when he when he's a feature now like I would yeah. be if it was like Wayne in his prime or Jay in his prime like I'm like oh fuck man yeah Tyler's on that shit yeah it's oh, like, yo, let what? me check that out but even that shit too it's like most of the shit that I hear him on like it gets like it gives me hype mm-hmm. it gives me so fucking hype um so you know besides that there was a album that came out just recently uh, Lotto oh yeah and I had no idea, but uh, Childish Gambino was a feature on that. Excuse me? Yes, him and Wayne. What? It's Lotto, Childish Gambino, and Lil Wayne. Okay. That is fucking, because they, they ain't even on a song like like that. And then uh, my thing, too, was I was thinking, I was like, all right, like Gambino's probably going to get second verse. Like, yeah. shit's going to be lame. No, he has the third verse. What? I thought Wayne was going to come in and be like, Get a big, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nah, they did like as soon as I heard that lighter flick on the second verse, I was like, Oh, yes. excuse me, <laughs> Gambino got the fucking the dope spot, he's closing this oh, bitch out. Shit, I gotta hear this now, but uh, it's not, it's, it's not a bad song, but I feel like 
with him doing that feature there's more in store okay so it's got me fucking super excited okay and i don't know if it's gonna be like a donald glover presents or if it's gonna be like a childish game you know album mm-hmm. but <sighs> i'm so excited oh man whatever comes from donald my my friend donald this is gonna be dope um because you got atlanta coming out like you got sidebar i was gonna mention that oh atlanta um, here already there's an episode on atlanta is it season one uh no season two the juneteenth episode mm-hmm. where he's talking to the white guy who's married to the black woman and he's like very um afrocentric yeah if you look in the background in the office that they're in um the vinyl to awaken my love is sitting on his desk yeah my girl called that out she's like oh that's funny his album's right there and i was just like i never noticed that i noticed that from the first (laughs) the first time i seen it i was like and that was before the album even came out Mm -hmm. and i had went to the the pharaoh show and so i had seen like the artwork and shit and i was like and then when i seen that in the background i was like oh fuck i never released the vinyl and then i have it i have you know what let me grab that motherfucker I think it's also funny. Did you ever um, check him out on the shop? I did. I did. You didn't see that? So that was pretty dope because he talked about that. And he said, like, the reason why he made Awake in My Love is because they told him he couldn't he couldn't make hits without, um, what did he say? I think he said without features or, or something. And he was like, I did that without even, like, a video, a video yeah. and shit. And he's like, you can't make, like, a, a, a gold album without features or something. So that was pretty dope. Yeah, that song fucking Raybone took off. That was my shit too. Whenever he did it, at yeah. The first event. Probably can you hear me on here? My bad. I had to show off for a second. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah. nah, Redbone just had the the culmination of like dropping, and it was picking up. It was gaining like its cult status, and then when they put it at the beginning of Get Out, that shit just shot to the fucking moon. Yeah. And like shit just went off from there. But nah, definitely check out I Know Nigo. Um, I'm gonna definitely hit up that that uh, that lotto that lotto song. I don't know if I fuck with the whole album. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> I'll tell you this to be honest. Like the whole album is definitely for like chicks. Yeah. So the only reason I checked it out was because that joint on there. But other than that, I mean, it's probably a good album for like women. But I, personally, I can't fuck with it. Yeah. But that song's dope. That song has a really chill. I you'll hear it. You'll hear yeah, it. Yeah. I'll fuck with it. But yeah, so. I think that pretty much sums up this episode. Yes, sir. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you can check us out on Instagram at the Saucy Boys Pod. Uh, our ads are on there. And, uh, you know, hit up the YouTube, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We I, we got to do better with that. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, we do. We trying to promote the YouTube a little bit more. So if you subscribed on there, um, you know, maybe when we hit 100 subscribers, we'll, we'll do something special. Whoever the 100th. Uh, subscriber is we can maybe send them something special make sure you like comment or message when you're the hundredth or something like that yeah we'll we'll keep an eye on it yeah we'll also look but yeah Yeah, definitely help us out motherfuckers tell your friends tell your friends friends and all that shit and uh we'll keep going from there but um with that being said we'll see y'all next time latro peace